Welcome to the Testudo Times Podcast, Women's Basketball Edition. For beat writers Andrew Chodis, Dylan Manfrey, I'm Damon Brooks, Jr. How's everyone doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. What a day. I'm doing well, David. Uh, we just got back from, from media availability at the Xfinity Center um, ahead of Merrill's matchup uh, with Arizona. So it was nice to be there, have some locker room availability to be able to chat with the players. Now we're back, you know, getting ready to to, uh, to preview the game a little, a little bit more. Nice, yeah. nice. Going to be a fun matchup, honestly. I mean, Arizona is a good team from what we've seen so far. And, yeah, excited excited to get this one going. Nice. So, last night, last, yesterday afternoon, Maryland dominated Holy Cross yesterday, 93-61, in the first round of the NCAA tournament at Xfinity Center. Four players scored in double figures, led by Brene Alexander's 18. The Terps scored 37 points off 24 Holy Cross turnovers. Once again, another impressive win for Maryland to start off, you know, the NCAA tournament run. What were you all's biggest impressions of Maryland's victory on Friday? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would say pretty simply, you know, they took care of they took care of business, right? That that they, they uh, I'm like, oh my god, they moved to ATU now under Brenda under, under Brenda Freeze in in first round games. Um, I think it was a really impressive 40 minute performance. I think you know they they let up a little bit in the second quarter. But I think that it was a good sign that they were able to extend the bench late in the game, get everyone a touch. And I think it was a really solid performance for them. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think, I mean, the stat that I always turn to was points off turnovers. And like, I think it was like something like 37 or 39 percent of Maryland's total points came off points off turnovers. And that is just so telling of how the team buys into Brenda's message of converting defense to offense. I mean, there's no better metric that says that, you know, than points off turnovers. I mean, for Maryland to have 37, I think it was 37 total points off turnovers. I mean, that is just, that is really strong. And a strong indication that this team can convert defense into offense very, very easily. Um, Yeah, they let up in the second half a little bit. You know, I think that third quarter was scored. 20 even 20 points but on both sides um so yeah they got holy cross got its uh got its legs going but yeah i think i think maryland you know just dominated in pretty much every facet of the game yeah i agree yeah. Uh, you know and i think you know the defense i think the defense just the way they came out the way they set the tone you know they held um, Holy Cross, you know, scoreless until like 2.57 left in the first quarter. And, you know, for them to come out and set the tone like that, they threw in, they sprinkled in, you know, moments of their press and they found ways to, you know, like you said, force turnovers and find ways to turn D into O. You know, when you're able to, you know, start fast like that at home and, you know, start fast on the defensive end, it only bodes well for, you know, their explosive offense to eventually take over and impose as well in the game. Yeah, and, and Damon, I think that that was something that uh, that Brenda mentioned today uh, d- uh, during media. She said how it's going to be so crucial to get off to a fast start um, against Arizona because they're a team that's really dangerous. They have a ton of experience, and they know how to really uh, um, attack off off mistakes. Their entire starting lineup is either um, seniors uh, or fifth year, so getting off to a fast start is going to be really, 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 really crucial if the Terps uh, want to make a run here in the tournament. Right. And so Maryland's offense was 52, 52.2% from the field and 47% from three, compared to his defense that held Holy Cross to 24 turnovers and 
clip from the field. Which unit do you think was more impressive, Maryland's offense or Maryland's defense? Dylan, I'll start with you. Can you repeat the question real quick? Maryland's offense was 52.2% from the field and 47% from three, compared to the defense that forced 24 Holy, Holy Cross turnovers and a 41.8% from the field. What unit do you think was more impressive? The defense. Defense, defense, actually. The offense speaks for itself, but the defense spoke louder volumes, honestly. You know, I I think it was a 12-0 or 14-0 run to start the game. And Brenda Fries has talked numerous times about how she she likes her team to really get out get out going super early, right from the opening tip. And you just saw such a perfect example of that. And to contrast from the earlier game, uh, uh, which was Arizona versus West Virginia, Arizona got out to a very strong start. So I think that if Maryland can get out to a offensive start like it did yesterday and keep that defensive tempo really – and set that def- defensive tempo really early, I think Maryland's going to be just fine. Well, I, I I think, you know, kind of adding on to what Dylan said, it's 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 kind of predictable um when you have these these mid these mid uh these mid major programs against going against a Big Ten offense. It's very often it's very hard, you know, to stop to stop any Big Ten offense. You know, the con this is a conference that, you know, scores scores the most points out of any conference in the nation. So I was probably more impressed uh by their defense as well, especially in the beginning and then how they were able to compose themselves as, as, as the game kind of w- uh, waned on and, and Holy Cross had their responses. Um, you know, they really didn't allow much um, inside, which was, re- which was really, uh, which is a really good sight for them. That's something they're going to need to do against Arizona. Their perimeter defense in the second half kind of let up a little bit, which wasn't so encouraging, um, which they'll definitely uh, need to clean up. But overall, I think that their defensive performance was probably a little more encouraging than their offensive. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I would agree. I said the defense was impressive, but I also think the offense is impressive. You know, Maryland Maryland is a different team when they're able to, you know, I feel like they have a, a different bounce to them where they're able to make their perimeter shots and they're able to share the basketball. Like early in the first quarter, Cheyenne Sellers tried to make a, a you know, a unique wraparound pass to Abby Myers. The ball got there, but Abby Myers was found in the process. And I feel like when Maryland's able to share the ball and find ways to get easy buckets and they're just playing with a kind of like a – a purpose, like they're really difficult to beat. So I would say I was more impressed with the offense because, you know, I knew their defense was able to play play like this. But for their offense to come in and seem to make a statement right away, like, you know, we're going to score early and often. There's just nothing you can do about it. I feel like that's just a big way to, you know, just to, you know, keep a mindset of that you, nobody's going to be able to stop you. And especially, you know, when you're facing an inferior opponent like Holy Cross. Yeah, Damon, and 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 kind of just to add on to that about sharing the basketball, Brene Alexander, who finished you know the game with with a team high eighteen points, she, you know she she said the exact same thing. We're at our best when we're sharing the basketball and getting Diamond Miller, getting her inside, and and having you know the opposition collapse. It allows for so many open shooters on on the floor to to, to find their spots. So I think that's going to be super key, you know, as 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 the Terps go forward. Yeah, I agree. And so the Terps move on to a late Sunday afternoon matchup with the Arizona Wildcats in a round of 32. The game is set for 5.30 back at the Xfinity Center on Sunday. Um, Arizona played West Virginia prior to Maryland's game. The Wildcats defeated the Mountaineers 75-62, to led by a 25.6 rebound performance by forward Kate Reese. You know, so it's going to be Maryland 
versus Arizona with the winner moving on to the Sweet 16 next next weekend. What do you, what are you all's early thoughts, you know, about this compelling matchup between Maryland and Arizona? Dylan, you take this. Sure. I think that, you know, Maryland obviously has to deal with Reese and oh my god, I'm blanking on the other girl's name, number one. Anna Pellington. Pellington, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, Reese and Pellet- Pellington is a dangerous combo. You know, I think they they run a lot of pick and rolls. And or I shouldn't say they run a lot of pick and rolls, but they are the they're the type of duo that can do that successfully. Um and you know, Reese obviously has the height. She's incredibly strong in the post. And I think that can possibly give Maryland some problems. But, you know, Arizona has a high, clear height advantage, you know, I think across the board. But, but, well, yeah, they do have a height advantage on the interior, which has given Maryland trouble throughout the season. But in the front court on the wings, Maryland actually has a pretty substantial size advantage. Um, this, the, you know, Cheyenne Taylor's, Lav Briggs, um, Abby Myers, all six feet and above. You know, mm-hmm. Arizona's rolling out three guards that are off that are five eleven, five eleven. Shana Pellington is you know uh, five eight. So I think Maryland will have their advantage. You know, you know, in transition um, with their length and athleticism. But when Arizona, if they're able to you know get their offense going, slow it down a little bit, Kate Reese, you know, inside is going to be really, really tough. Tough to stop. She has championship experience. You know, led the team in twenty twenty one to the national to the national championship game where they just fell short um, to Stanford. So I think that the key for Maryland in this one is going to be playing in transition, playing fast, and not allowing uh, Arizona to get into their sets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think what I was talking about before was like, you know, the height, the height trouble will be in the post for Maryland. Yeah. You know, that's an area where Maryland is kind of weak in. You know, Faith Masonis isn't the tallest player on this team, obviously. Diamond Miller isn't that much of a post player. Um, certainly, I think Diamond Miller would win that matchup against Kate Reese, but, you know, Diamond Miller would beat Kate Reese with her offense rather than the defense. Yeah, and and, and Arizona throws two th- uh, th- throws two really tall players um, out there off the bat. You know, Kate Reese, who's, you know, 6'2", 6'3", uh, and then they have Esmery, um, Martinez, a transfer, 6'2", 6'3". She had a double-double, 13 points, 12 rebounds against the, uh, against the Mountaineers. So that's going to be a really interesting uh, thing to watch to see how Maryland can shape up in the post early and often. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Faith Masonis plays because, you know, she came out on Friday and played really well, scored, I believe, six of the first eight points, you know, for the Terps and seemed to get it going, get it going offensively. But, you know, if you've been, we've been following Maryland all year, everybody knows that, you know, her contribution is going to go beyond the stat sheet. You know, she's able, she's able to, you know, play strong defense on a consistent basis. She's able to rebound, you know, get in the passing lane, score, you know, she does so much for the team that you can't really quantify with stats. So, I think if she's able to find a way to try to like try to neutralize Kate Reese, Maryland could Maryland could find a way to have early success, you know, especially defensively, and find ways to hopefully neutralize Reese and hopefully you know knock her out the game early. Um, so you know Maryland's seeking their you know Maryland's seeking to go to the three sixteen once again, and Arizona's looking to pull off the upset at being a seven seed. What do you all believe are the keys for Maryland getting a victory on Sunday? Well, well, like Brenda Freeze said today, Arizona is probably not a seven seed. They, 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 
it's just that, you know, they finished fifth in the Pac-12, had one of the toughest schedules in the nation. This is a team that, that had multiple top 10 wins, you know, took took down took down uh, Utah once, lost to them uh, by one once. You know, they're, they're a really, really good team. They have four players that were on that are on the roster that were on the 2021, you know, run, uh, runner-off squad. You know, they throw a ton of experience out out of you. You know, they have two, two fifth years, three seniors in their starting lineup. So I think it's going to be really, really difficult for Maryland to kind uh, to kind of almost get their flow early on because I think Arizona has been there. They've done that. Um, and I think that, you know, it's not going to be easy for Maryland. But I think that Maryland, they, they are the more skilled team. I'm just really intrigued to see how much, you know, Arizona's experience in in, the, in these games kind of, kind of weighs on the performance. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think, you know, obviously slowing down, slowing down Reese is going to be key early on for Maryland. I think also a successful press for Maryland is going to, is going to work to their advantage as well. You know, we've seen their press, you know, suffocate offenses throughout the season. And I think if they can do that again today or tomorrow, you know, I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, obviously just get everybody involved too. Um, you know, that goes without saying. But I think another big thing is the foul trouble. You know, Diamond had two. And it seemed like I think those two fouls were within a few minutes of each other. But – or and if they were, and then I'm thinking of somebody else. But I think I think the foul trouble needs to just be, you know, kept to a minimum. Like, if you get a foul, be like, okay, you know, just move past it. And try not to get a, a second or a third. Certainly not a third. That's going to change, you know, the entire tra- trajectory of the game. Well, but, you know, yeah, D- Dylan. And then just going back to Kate Reese, I'm, I, I, I know that that you spoke to her for around ten, fifteen minutes today. Can you kind of just, just, just take us into into what she said about playing Maryland and kind of the matchup going against Diamond Miller? Yeah, she, you know, she's she's excited to go again up against Diamond. You know, there's a she thinks there's a lot of you know weapons that Maryland has. And, you know, she she really just said the key to breaking down a good press is just, you know, good reads, you know, good reads in the passing lanes and, you know, just knowing their spots. So, you know, she didn't really elaborate into too many specifics, but, um, you know, she just said that they're going to be prepared for whatever Maryland throws at them. Yeah, and I agree, you know, but I think I think the key to the I think the key to the game is going to be. You know, I think it's going to be um, Brene Alexander and Lavender Briggs. You know, we know that, you know, Brene Alexander has had several big games off the bench this year in her new role as a reserve for the Terps. But, you know, Lavender Briggs has had, you know, multiple stretches, you know, throughout the season where she's shown her flashes of being electric score from Florida. But she's also, you know, battled, you know, she's also returning from an injury that I believe, Dylan, you spoke to her about, right? Repeat that one more time, Dylan. Sorry, you broke up a little bit on my head. You spoke. You spoke to Lavender throughout the year, and she spoke to you about her injury, right? What, what, what does she? What does she share on that? Yeah, I mean, she's, you know, Lavender's, you know, a lot more confident now. Um, she's having fun with the game again, and you can see it in the way she, in the way she holds herself on the court. Um, you know, she's holding her follow throughs. She's, you know, smiling more, and, you know, she's just overall enjoying herself. I don't know if there's really one specific thing to pinpoint. Um, I think it's just an overall character boost that you can see from her game that you maybe not did not see 
earlier in the season, probably like during that, you know, that Fort Myers tournament, let's say, you know, God, first of all, that seems like forever ago. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Maryland, Maryland obviously is led by Donovan Miller, you know, the unanimous first team all Big Ten honoree. And Kate Reese is a, you know, decorated player at Arizona. Um, which player not named Donovan Miller and Kate Reese do you all believe must have a big game for their team to get a victory tomorrow? Um, I, 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 I can start uh, this one. I, I, for Maryland, I'll, I'll, I'll say Cheyenne Sellers. Um, you know, she, she, she was, she was all over the place in, 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 in the first round, rebound the ball defensively, dishing out assists, scoring points. Um, I, I think as, as we've seen this season uh, throughout, you know, she, she's taken a tremendous step from her freshman year, you know, to be able to, uh, to lead the floor, you know, lead the team, just, just, just be an instrumental player. And, you know, and whenever she's clicking, Maryland's clicking. Um, so I think for Maryland, she, she, uh, she she's definitely going to be you know, that X factor. And for, for Arizona, I'm, I'm going to, I think we, we have to stick with size, right? That's, that's something that's, that's troubled Maryland all season long. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go, I'll go with their center, Esme, uh, Esme Martinez, who in her past five games has had, you know, 13 and 12, 16 and 8, 14 and 7. You know, she, she's a really, really good player. She'll only play around 20, 25 minutes, you know, but, but she's definitely has the ability to give Maryland a lot of trouble inside. Do yeah, you- I'll uh, I'll echo Andrew on on both of those players. Honestly, I think I genuinely think Shy is gonna have a big game tomorrow. I think this matchup is very well suited for Shy to have a big game, and I think she I think once she gets her offense going, once she gets her personal offensive flow going, the team definitely feeds off that. She knows how she's very good off ball screens. And getting the catch and shoot opportunities that a player like Abby Myers also likes. So I think I think definitely Shy Sellers is gonna have a big game tomorrow. Yeah, for Maryland, I would say I'm gonna go with Faith Bosonas. I think Faith Bosonas and her ability to play defensively and her ability to defend and kind of neutralize Reese, because I believe that she'll do enough on the offensive end to get them in a lot of sets, move the basketball, set strong screens. For you know, for aforementioned Cheyenne Sellers and Abby Myers, and I just believe her ability to just set screens and move, move and get them, get them in and out of sets and able to calm them down. Because you know, this is NCAA. This is March, and emotions get high, and you want to stay, you want to stay, you want to, you don't want to stay too high, you don't want to stay too low. So you want to be kind of even killed. And she has that experience, and she has that wherewithal on the moxie enough to you know bring her team together and calm them down during the stretch. And I think for Arizona, Shayna Pellington, her ability to go off the bounce and get to her shot and get into the paint is just unique. She had six free throws against West Virginia on Friday, and her ability just to get into the paint and also find her teammates, so, you know, with four assists also in the game, I believe her ability to find others and get into the paint and, you know, cause havoc at the rim is also going to be an added, you know, added impact, an added element to tomorrow's game. So... You know, we talked about both. We talked about the game. We talked about the matchups, and now it's time to make our predictions. You know, Maryland's Maryland's looking to advance to the Sweet 16 once again. Arizona, like I said before, is trying to you know pull off the upset and advance to the Sweet 16. You know, what are you all's predictions for tomorrow's game, and how do you all see it playing out? I'll say 
I well, first of all, it's going to be a lot closer than what we saw transpire the other day. This isn't going to be a blowout by any stretch of imagination. It's going to be close. I say Maryland wins by seven. I'm not giving a number. I would say Maryland wins by seven. Um, I'll I'll dive a little bit into the storylines here that I, that I think are um are super interesting. You know, Maryland has made the Sweet Sixteen. You know, three consecutive years now. Um, they've made the Sweet Sixteen eight of the past ten years, right? The two seasons they didn't make the Sweet Sixteen. You know, round of thirty two losses in the Xfinity Center to Pac twelve opponents in twenty nineteen. That was UCLA. In 2016, that was a Kelsey Plum-led Washington team that advanced to the Final Four. You know, um, I don't think history repeats itself today, um, tomorrow. I, I, I think Maryland's able to flip the script. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. Um, I think Maryland's going to be able to pull away late. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 78 to 70, Maryland. Ah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think Maryland's going to come out really strong defensively and try to set the tone early, early and often. Um, I'm expecting a big game from Abby Myers. I think Abby Myers is going to be able to get it going from the perimeter. And I think once she gets it going from the perimeter, then she's going to be able to get into the paint and find ways to get to her mid-range jump shot or even get all the way to the bucket like she's shown, you know, multiple occasions this year. So I think Maryland's going to be able to find ways to, you know, neutralize, neutralize Reese, but also find ways to, Harass you know, Pellington with Cheyenne Sellers and Lavender Briggs. So I think Maryland's going to be able to build a lead going into the third. And I say they pull away in the fourth, let's say for a 81-70 victory in Avanti Sweet 16 next Sunday. I mean, next weekend, my apologies. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you all for joining us today's Tested Old Times Women's Basketball Edition podcast. I'm Damon Brooks, along with Dylan Manfrey and Andrew Chodas. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all soon.